of the Fog Extra. I'm Karen Hager, and in this special 30-minute episode, we'll explore what really happens after death. Barry Strom has followed the soul's journey to investigate the last frontier, the afterlife. His book, Afterlife, What Really Happens on the Other Side, delves into the mysteries of reincarnation, heaven, hell, messages from spirit guides, preordained events, and a lot more. Now, I won't be opening the phone lines during this special broadcast. All you need to do is sit back and enjoy the show. Listen, learn, discern. Are you ready to meet Barry? Barry Strom is the author of Haunting and History of the Battle of Gettysburg, Afterlife, What Really Happens on the Other Side, and the soon-to-be-released Aliens Are Among Us. He is the owner of the Golden Lane Antique Gallery, one of the most haunted buildings in Pennsylvania. You can find out more about Barry and his work at spiritspredict.com. Barry, welcome to Out of the Fog. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Now, have you always been a believer in the spirit world? Have you always been as connected as you are now? No, absolutely not. I used to make fun of people like me. No. <laughs> what what changed for you? What um it's what it's 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 a big thing to go from making fun of people like you to being as involved as immersed as connected as you are now. Yeah, it's it's a long story and actually a lot of you, the more you get into it, you'll find just how much of your life is preordained. But I did not become very interested in the spirit world until I started to spend some more time back here at the store. Now, you're the owner of the Golden Lane Antique Gallery. That is in Pennsylvania. Tell me a little bit about why that store is so special. Well, it's in a historic building. Uh, It's about 30,000 square feet. dates back to 1877. Very historic area. We're about eight miles from the Gettysburg Battlefield. And uh, it's just an incredibly haunted building. We actually have a spirit portal in the basement where they change dimensions for us. Wait, tell me about the spirit portal in the basement. What what happens there? Uh, we've set up a wall of mirrors, and we have cameras on it, and you can actually sit in live time and watch them come through the mirrors. Where? Who is coming through the mirrors, and where are they going? Well, they're human spirits. Uh, we often talk to them on the ghost box when they come into the room down there. It's, when I tell you this is a haunted building, it is a haunted building. Some buildings are haunted in a sense of carrying a lot of stored negative energy. Some buildings are haunted because they carry a lot of kind of replaying events, the same things happening over and over, residual hauntings. And some places are haunted just because of something like having a portal in the basement. Are are all of those things true at the Golden Lane or just one? Nope, all the above. We have a lot of spirit attachments to antiques here. Um, we have children that played here when they were alive. Um, We have one child that passed in 1840. Her name's Clarissa. I actually write about her in the book. And she is is one of the spirits that got me started into all this. Tell me a little bit about how that happened. How did you get drawn into this? Well, I have a very scientific background. I'm civil engineering license, business degree. Um, So it's very hard for me to believe things that I can't put my finger on. But the more I, uh, my employees through the years would tell me about all these things going on. 
And I would say, yeah, right. Uh, what you're either drinking or smoking. That, <laughs> you know, this cannot be. Uh, when the economy changed back about eight, ten years ago, I was forced to come back to the store. And as soon as I got here, things started happening. We had a professional investigation group come in and we just had some unbelievable happenings. I got one of the best apparition pictures I've ever seen in that investigation. Uh, we communicated with Clarissa. She took us to a pink doll using a K2 meter. And I just came out of that session a, a changed person. I watched things take place that there was absolutely no scientific explanation for. Did you spend a lot of time trying to prove it to yourself. Sometimes when people have a big life-changing shift like that, they spend a lot of time trying to um, give themselves reasons to stay with the old way of belief. Uh, you try, but when it's so in your face like that, you, you have to accept the facts. We have, we have things happen here every day of our lives. What kind of things happen on a day-to-day basis? Well, when we sh- every night when we shut down, we watch them on the security cameras. <laughs> and what are they doing? So coming through the portal, coming, you can see them in the mirrors. What else is going on? Uh, they will do things. They'll, they'll turn lights off in the store. They'll lock doors on us. Uh, they're just, they're kids. You know, they're playing games. And it's, once you accept that fact, then you understand what happens around here. Have you ever felt any presence in that building that was not, playful or not childlike? Um, we've had some neutral presence. We've never, I can honestly say we've never had a negative uh, presence here. We've had some that, you know, show likes and dislikes, but no, they're just, they, they show human traits. Mm-hmm. From these experiences that you're having, and we're going to move into also your work with, with the spirit board, what, what have you learned what have you received to tell us about what happens after we die, what the afterlife is like? Well, one thing they all tell us is that it's far better than they ever expected. Uh, we also have very religious people that we've channeled to tell us it's not what they thought it was going to be. Uh, the afterlife is, is actually far different than a lot of the religious teachings. There is a universal God, uh, He's very present in everything that we do here, but it is just different than what uh, than what a lot of the biblical teachings are. As you have brought energies through, as you've communicated, you've I know that you have channeled saints, and you have also maybe channeled people who, in their physical lives, have not always made good choices, maybe have been um, violent, have have made poor choices, haven't lived good lives. Is the experience of the afterlife the same or or different based on how you live your life here? No, it's much different. The, uh, the spirits tell us, that, tell us that there's really no hell of, burn, of fire and brimstone as we see it, but there is a place of vast nothingness where you really don't want to go. Uh, when people commit suicide, for instance, they're put into into a, a place where they have to adjust for a long time, and they actually have to observe all the grief that they cause on this side from their suicide. So, you will, you there is a time of judgment. It is just not what you think it is. Mm. Is it so? Not punishment, but 
um, awareness calling to account? Um, no, it's it's a type of punishment. For mm-hmm. instance, we were told that as a, an evil soul such as Hitler has to make it up to every soul that he caused grief. So, I mean, he's got a millennium of time trying to make up for what he did on this earth. So the consequences of the choices that we make in, in this lifetime then affect our experience of the afterlife and, ex- and affect, it sounds like, also kind of our, our task, our path, when we pass from this world. Oh, that is correct. That is correct. Reincarnation is a very real thing. And you can carry a karma forward into your next life based on what you do here. From your experience, is it, this is a question that I get a lot from people. If somebody has passed over and they then make the decision to they're going to they're going to come back in, they're going to reincarnate, can I still speak to them through after death communication or are they unreachable because they've come back? Well, once they come back, they're unreachable. Okay. Their soul just basically starts fresh and you have no memory of what happened. <clears throat> so if someone, if I'm speaking with some, if my grandmother passes and I'm speaking with her, getting messages from her, if she takes a, takes a new body, that communication is done? That is done, yes. Okay. okay. And you're communicating now through a spirit board. Can, can you say a little bit about how that might be different from a Ouija board that we just go out and buy at the Walmart? Yeah, we went through a whole transition of, of communication. We did it with, you know, with gifted psychics that can read it in their mind. Uh, we did a lot of communication with a ghost box where you can actually hear their voices. Uh, but we were actually led to a spirit board. Uh, it is a board that contains letters, contains numbers, contains messages like hello, goodbye, uh, rest, message for, things like that, but it is far different than a Ouija board. Uh, the Ouija board has no protections built into it, where everything, whenever we do a channeling session, we start off by a prayer, and we ask that no evil comes through, and we've been very successful at protecting the, the guests or ourselves when we're doing this, and I have now spent over 300 hours on a channeling board. Mm. And that intentionality, you and I were talking about this a bit before we went on the air, but I'm a big believer in the power of intention no matter what we're doing. You um, set an intention, you create that sacred space, and then whatever it is you're going to do, you do. You shared with me a a prayer, a powerful prayer that is, um, that goes with that spirit board that's on, on, I guess, on the back of the Ouija, uh, sorry, of the spirit board now. Can you share that prayer? That's a really great way to set intention. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, we have actually gone through a very, very interesting process where we let the spirits and the guides actually redesign our board that we use for us. Uh, they've, they've told us what messages they want, where they want the letters, and by special request, they said that they would like to have this prayer imprinted on the rear of the board so that it is hidden but protecting. And I'll read you the exact words. Now, these words were given to us by the spirits on the other side. And yes, the spirits on the other side pray the same as we do. But here's here's the prayer that they gave us. It starts off, God, please grant us your wisdom and protection. Grant us the knowledge that we can handle and keep us safe from all things that will harm us. Keep the messages positive and pure love. Keep us safe from our own ego. 
We ask these things in the light of the seen, the unseen, and the honesty of God. That's the prayer that they gave us, and that is on the back of our boards that we use. When you are using the board, um, uh, sometimes you're in the in the golden lane. You're using the board in other locations as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And we even Skype with people that we have some very gifted friends in Park City that, that actually taught us the technique. And we will actually Skype with them where I'm sitting here in Pennsylvania, and they have the board out in Park City. Huh. <laughs> um, that's wonderful. I always I always say time and distance are no barrier to energy, right? It doesn't matter. We don't have to be, just as you and I are talking now, we can't see each other. We're in different states. And yet our connection is just as clear, just as good as if we were sitting right across from each other. Ah. Uh, the, the spirit energy is all-powerful. Mm. Wonderful. You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Barry Strom, and his new book is Afterlife, What Really Happens on the Other Side. You can find out more about Barry and his work at spiritspredict.com. You can also always connect with me, find out what's going on, what I'm up to at karenhager.com. And, of course, I welcome your comments about the show. Now, Barry, I want to ask you about some of the connections you've made through the board, some of the energies that have come through the board, because you've had a chance to speak, to hear, to share some amazing stories, amazing connections. And I wonder if you can, and this is all in the book, you guys. So um, so there's, the book is, has got a ton of information, a, a lot of details about these sessions. Can you share with us, Barry, maybe one of these sessions that especially was affecting or changed you? Yeah, we actually we have we have had the honor of the presence of some very very important religious figures. Uh, we have actually had the presence of Saint Timothy come through. Uh, we had him for several sessions. I actually have the video and transcript of the sessions that uh, that he did. But this is the same Timothy as in First and Second Timothy of the Bible, the New mm-hmm. Testament. And when it dawned on me that we had a true apostle and we tested him on different information, I asked him what it was like to know Jesus. And his answer was to know Jesus was to know true love. And uh, I, I found that very amazing. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask a skeptical question. How do you know? Because we know, and you know, as as someone who investigates the paranormal and is open to these experiences, that sometimes spirits lie. Sometimes there is deception. Sometimes there is negative energy that comes through. How do you know that what you're bringing through is is really that these these people are who they say they are? Uh, we try to test them historically. In the case of Saint Timothy, we I actually. We had him the first session, and I thought he was real, and we brought him back for a second session, and by that time I had done some research, so I actually asked him questions out of his gospel. So in this case, I had a, I had a historic background that I could refer to, but it was the real deal. Wow. And you've also had this story in the book that just really moved me tremendously. You are, as you said, very close to Gettysburg. You're the author of a book about... Uh, the Battle of Gettysburg, the haunting, and the history of of Gettysburg. There's a there's a, a a soldier who you brought through, who 
expressed himself in such a way that it let you know that he was still fighting. And I wonder if you can share some about him and some about how you're how you connected with him. Yes, as as the the guides explained to us, there's a channel of the knowing dead, and there's also another channel or dimension of the unknowing dead. So there is a dimension out there where the spirits have not realized that they have passed. Most of what we we of the spirits that we talk to obviously are from the knowing dead. They're very intelligent. We can ask them questions. Um, they can even com- they even comment on our appearance as we're doing the sessions. <laughs> But in this particular case, um, I was working with a very gifted medium named Barbara Lee who has property out in Gettysburg. It's actually on Lee's retreat route. Uh, The Confederates came through that property on July 4th after the battle was over. Uh, We had the channeling board, and all of a sudden we had the spirit presence come in that turns out that he is a a Confederate uh, colonel, and he still... It took me a little bit to realize what was going on, but he was still fighting the battle. He was in the exact spot that he was in 149 years previous. Um, Having written a book on the battle, once it dawned on me what was going on, I started to ask him some historic questions. Uh, He had fought the first day, he fought at Willoughby Run. He knew that General Asher was captured. He said that he helped he helped fill the void when the general was taken. Uh, this guy was, the information that gave, he gave me was as accurate. I threw a couple trick questions at him. Uh, he answered all the trick questions properly. And he was absolutely, he was convinced that he was still there with his men and that he was still fighting. Uh, when he came in, he said, he's, we were sitting at, a, at the picnic table and the women had shorts and baseball caps on. He started the conversation by saying, what is this manner of dress? I'm confused. And then he went on, he said, I'm not drunk. He said, I am here with my men. And as we went on with the interview, he was exactly, I mean, he was the real deal. He was still in that exact spot covering Lee's retreat route. Uh, I asked him if he believed in heaven or if he, I asked him if he believed in ghosts. And his reply was, no, I believe in heaven. So here we had a ghost that didn't believe in ghosts. It was it, it was probably one of the more phenomenal interviews I've ever participated in. Did you feel, or the or the the medium who who you were working with, did you could you could you help him? Could you try to move him along? No, because he was he thought he was dreaming. Mm-hmm. So it's I do not understand totally how they move out of that channel. I know that God can intervene and move them. Uh, On the back page of my book, I actually have a picture of an angel picking a soldier off the battlefield. And I think that his angels intercede and and move them ahead. But bearing in mind, there's no time over there. So they're not feeling any push to move ahead. Do you feel as if we who are living are walking around not seeing, not noticing all the dead who are around us, all the um, action that's still going on. To to him, that battle is still there. He's still fighting. It's still happening. As you said, we're getting ready to move. Oh, well, absolutely. There's multiple dimensions around us. Uh, one night we were channeling, and I asked, uh, I asked the guide where heaven was. 
and he said, heaven is not in the sky. It is the sky. It's all around you. So there's this multiple dimension, and you have spirits around you at all times. I mean, since I've become more sensitive, I'm actually more and more aware of them. I can feel them, and sometimes I can even see them now. But when you're seeing spirits, you are looking through that dimension. Hmm. And it's all, as you say, there is no time, and I believe that too. It's all kind of happening at once, as it were. Yeah, as, as the guides told us, reincarnation is a process, and it takes thousands and thousands of years for your soul to progress to the point uh, that your that your soul should progress to as you as you obtain a oneness with God. From what you've received, do you feel we get to a place where we no longer take new bodies? That is possible, but it's a long process. Right, thousands of thousands of years. It's interesting because I, I wonder sometimes if we are on a progression, if if we really are with each lifetime with our choices kind of moving up that ladder or if it, it if it doesn't if it doesn't work that way, if it's if it's not a progression. We've been told by the guides that you have a book of life that you carry with you and your your lifetimes are actually planned on the other side in detail. He also said that that your ego and free choice screws up a lot of good lives. But we've been told that that there are souls that actually plan as much as 10 lives in advance. Oh, I've never heard that before. Um, I've I've heard a lot of stuff in the 300 300 hours. I've been on I bet you have. Um, Can you say a little bit about who the guides are and how the guides are distinct from the energies that you're bringing through the board? Okay, you have have earthbound spirits or ghosts that we see, and they they rely on energy. Uh, Like if you're going to photograph paranormal, you want to do it before or after a thunderstorm when spirits have a lot of energy to use. You'll get much more success at it. Heavenly guides work off of, a, off of a heavenly energy, just like a heavenly guide will never show up on an EMF meter. They have this separate dimensional energy that they use. Um, their, their role is to lead you in your life. You have, one night I asked a guide, how many, how many guides do, do I have personally? And his answer was, as many as you need. I actually, been, I've been introduced to a fun guide I have a writing guide, and uh, through our sessions, I've actually been introduced to them. And in my book, I even describe some of them. Right. If somebody listening was wanting a closer connection with their with their guides, what could they do? Uh, I actually have a section in my book that tries to let you get a feeling of what it is to communicate with your guide. And you can actually pull it off. It's it, it requires a meditation. Uh, it requires a focus, a concentration, and it will usually occur to you right before you fall asleep, as you get into that sleep hypnotic state. When you are connected with your guides, when you're tapped in, how does that change your life? How does it change your awareness? Uh, well, you will find out just how much they know about you. For one thing, <laughs> um, I've I've had the guides repeat word for word what I have prayed the night before. 
So every word of prayer is heard, so uh, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> now, I often say that to my children, but maybe that's good for me to keep in mind for myself uh-huh. <laughs> as well. Now, you have, through the through the board, you've received um, predictions of events, and I especially am, am wanting to know from you, is there anything that, um, that your guides or that from the world of spirit you feel moved to share with us today that we need to know? Uh, I have a website, and it's called spiritspredict.com. On that site, I have a bunch of outstanding predictions. Um, the guides have seen fit <clears throat> to give us a look into the future so that they have increased our ability just to understand their true powers and what they you know what what a guide really knows and what it doesn't uh nine months before it happened i posted online that the previous pope was going to retire and that event hadn't taken place for 650 years they uh last december they told me there would be an earthquake in puerto rico six weeks later where they had a six four in puerto rico um they are they've given me political predictions uh They've also given me some natural disaster predictions. They're talking about you folks in California having a bit of a rumble this year. Hmm. But whenever the guides give me a future prediction, I put it. I try to put it on my website, and I also have an email list that I send out. As soon as I get a, a prediction that I feel is very important, I, I send it out to everybody on my subscriber list. So when people go to spiritspredict.com, there's a place there where they can sign up and, and get on that subscriber list and connect with the predictions? Yes, or they can just simply send me their name and email address. My email is simple. It's onestrom, O-N-E-S-T-R-O-H-M, at gmail.com. Uh, it's all free. You can opt out if you don't like it. But whenever we have a, a channeling session where I feel the information is very critical, I send it right out to all my subscribers. And you've got, I know, some events coming up. You're sought after as a speaker, and you're going to be, I see a list of events here. Do you want to tell people where you'll be and how they can connect with you? Uh, Well, this coming Friday night, I'm going to be at the New Visions Bookstore in York, Pennsylvania with a lecture. But at the end of the month, I'm going to be doing uh, a convention in Baltimore celebrating the 125th anniversary of the Ouija board. Mm. And... There's going to be a lot of discussion about about the evil potential of the board, and I'm going to take my new board and prayer down, and we're going to have a good time down there talking to people that uh, from around the world that actually do board channeling. Do you do you see yourself as a an advocate, or I mean, maybe even kind of an evangelist for using the spirit board in a in a good way? Yes. Um, we have received we have received messages of faith beyond anything that anyone can comprehend. And so, those who are maybe have been told that that is unsafe or, as you said, evil. What would you say to them about that? Uh, it, it can be. I mean, if you do not understand what you're doing, once that channel's open, you can have have spirits come through that you don't want, but. If you if you seek guidance and seek protection, yeah, I we've never had a problem with it. Wonderful. 
Um, so your, I see that we're at the end of our time, and so this is making me disappointed. Um, <laughs> if you can just leave the listeners with one thought, what do you want them to know about the afterlife? What do you want them to know about what really happens after we pass? Your soul will enter another dimension where it will be a wonderful event for you. We asked the guides one night what to tell people in hospice, and just they, they said just simply tell them that they will be going to a far better place. Mm. So nothing to fear. Uh, the hard thing about dying is if you don't believe in an afterlife. If you don't believe in afterlife, then you do have fear. I have absolutely no fear of it. Right, right. I, I join you in that, too, and I think there are a lot of us in bodies now who know that there is more there for us, that when we pass from this place, we really are just moving on, right? Energy transforms but can't be destroyed, and we continue after death. Souls are neither created nor destroyed. Mm. Wonderful. Barry, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's great fun to talk to you. Thank you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're very welcome. That's Barry Strom. His new book is Afterlife, What Really Happens on the Other Side. You can find out more about Barry and his work at spiritspredict.com. That's where you'll find a place to sign up for the newsletter so you can hear about new predictions as they as they come in. And you can also connect with him and find out more about his work. And, of course, I always welcome your feedback about this show. What did you learn today? How did this change your view of of the afterlife, of what is possible in spirit communication? You can always find out uh, what I'm up to and get in touch with me at KarenHager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.